You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. My name is Daniel. This is Chad. I'm Chris. I'm Josh. And I'm April. And we are back with a special bonus episode. Labor Day has now passed us, and that means it is time to recap our summer movie wager. Hear the results. Yes, the, the summer reckoning. is over. Uh, oh, I, did I lose? Oh, bummer. I'll see you guys next year. Yes, we'll, we'll see what happens with these results. But uh, now that summer is over, yes, it means we're time to wrap this up. But that also means we're heading into awards season, my favorite time of year. So this is, this is a very sweet, a sweet moment for me. Uh, but yes, we are going to look at the summer. We're going to talk about the movies, talk about what was released, and uh, find out the scores of our wager. But before we get there, I want to remind you, as always, to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. Find us on Facebook. You can even send us an email at ScreenersCast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. As always, we want to hear, if you, if you did the summer movie wager, we want to know what tripped you up, how did you do, let us know. So chime in with us. And as always, if you could, go and leave us a review. Leave us a rating that really helps us out with visibility, helps other people discover the show. So if you like what you hear, leave us a review, and that would be awesome. All right, with all the preamble stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and dive in to our recap of the Summer Movie Wager. Welcome to the main event. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year. It's the results of the summer movie wager. I uh, have been known to win this in the past, although last year, last year, such a bragger. Was it Melody who won the show last year? I think so. And Melody is not here tonight, and so she by default forfeits her crown. And so all that to say, we have a new player, her first venture with the screeners into the summer box office wager, and that's April. We're very excited to hear how she did. We're not going (laughs) to. She doesn't sound very excited. But we're excited to share with you. And uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about our wagers uh, versus what actually ended up. We're talking about domestic box office only and see where we stacked up. So I got a quick question, Chad, before you get too deep into this. You know, we call this yep. the summer movie wager. Um, yep. What what wager do we have here? Who what 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 are the stakes? Are there any stakes here? Well, you know, there have been no. stakes. We, no, we there, are. there are zero stakes. <laughs> I mean, it's more of a it's more of a uh, an ego ah, stroke to the winner. Got it. Okay. Uh, in the past, you know, the Slash Film Cast is the one who originated this a, yes. a podcast that we we admire, and uh, they always let the winner choose a piece of media, three hours or less, whether it's a TV show or a film, and they force the others to watch it. We've tried that in the past. We but never our follow do it. through is fairly terrible. <laughs> we so, did it once, right? The very first I think time, maybe it, it's possible. There's not going to be any of that stuff other than we'll just have uh, the best screener. Whoever wins is the best screener oh, okay. of all time. I got it. I, got I, think, that's all time. Time. I think that's fair. Not of all time. Okay, of sounds year. good. I think that's fair. Coming yeah, from the person who already knows the results, I think this is a little biased. <laughs> 
So what we're going to do is we're not going to give the results until we get to the end of the show, and we'll keep the suspense there. I did share the list with the screeners earlier today just to make sure that the math was okay, and it was a very, very close race. One of the, And all joking aside, this is probably the closest race we've had in the history of the show. So it was an exciting yeah. photo finish, but for one or two lucky guesses, it could have been a completely different outcome. So I'm very excited to talk about it. But before we do that, before we get to the results, Results. I just wanted to ask you guys, just in general, what you thought about this summer slate of film. Take box office out of it. Just overall, what was your impression of the 2019 summer film releases? And let's start with Daniel. Daniel, what did you think about the summer overall? Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> wow. uh, okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I think I this... don't even need to be here this episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think this is uh, one of the worst uh, summers for movies that I can think of in a while. I mean, there, of course, there are always exceptions. There are, there are great smaller movies. But as far, as far as especially the blockbusters, it was pretty barren this summer. There were very, very few good releases. I mean, we had even things that we were looking forward to, like Men in Black, um, just bombing both at the box office and uh, it sucked as a movie. So, yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I really I thought this was a very, very weak summer for movies. Yeah, you lost me at looking forward to Men in Black, but your point oh, is Oh, I was well, so I looking forward to it. I, was I so do understand. I do understand. So, Josh, I don't feel like I need to ask this question, but of the two movies you saw this summer... Um, did what I did see you th- two? What was the second I mean, one? maybe. I feel like you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and surely there was one more. I thought you saw Lion King. Uh, uh, Lion King. No, I did not see oh, Lion King. Oh. Are you crazy? I mean, I will someday on Netflix, but... I uh, don't. Disney don't. Plus. It'll be Disney you. Plus. Let me save you that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, Josh, do you have any thoughts overall about the summer film slate? No, I'm really trying to think of a second movie that I saw this summer, and I cannot come up with one. I saw I saw the Tarantino movie, and that is it, folks. Didn't you see Toy Story 4? No? No. no. Man, wow. Josh. Mm. Wow. I actually think I watched 3 for the first time this summer. We have it on DVD. Oh, wow. okay. Did you like 3? Um... Oh, shut up. Not just as much as three. No, 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 just no, no, stop. stop. As as some people did. I love Toy Story movies. I, for some reason, I wasn't as drawn into three as somewhere. Okay, but. Josh. Well, we've started off on a you insulted Toy Story 3. So I didn't even let's... see Avengers this summer, <laughs> and it was at the top of my list. You were one of maybe seven people in, in right. the United States that didn't see that one. Chris, let's go to you. What did you think about the summer slate overall? I think it was good for families. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't bad at all for me and, and my kids anyway. So, you know, you've got a big lineup of Disney films, right? Lion King, Toy Story 4, uh, John Wick 3. You know, those are all really good. <laughs> they got to learn. Uh, family movies. That's how the world um, works. That's right. That's right. They got to know. They got to know. I, I think overall, the movies themselves were not um, up to par, uh, if I'm being totally honest. But like I just mentioned, John Wick 3, I think, was a huge surprise, both at the box office yeah. and for me in the theater. I think it is really a fun movie. Uh, it was really good summer filler, uh, yeah. much better than most other films out there this this summer. And, you know, it, it kind of uh, went up against the big boys, which was surprising for everybody. So for me, that was the big surprise. I really enjoyed that film. I didn't hate Toy Story 4 or The Lion King or even Aladdin like a lot of people did. I enjoyed those movies as a parent with two daughters. Um, But yeah, I I don't think that these are like, uh, oh yeah, the the summer of 2019. I remember that fondly. Uh, They're they're just kind of uh, middle of the road stuff. 
All right. So Chris flipping the script and being the positive one. That's a yeah, change. I know, right? Who right. <laughs> would have thought? Mm-hmm. All right. So April, what about you? You are also a parent of two, although they're a little bit younger. But I am curious. Uh, what did you think about this summer's f- feature film slate? Overall, it was pretty disappointing. I liked Secret Life of Pets, too, because my three-year-old liked it. But mm-hmm. we, I also took her to Toy Story 4, and it was a little bit too talky for her, and a little bit too talky for me, obvious, honestly, actually, too. I didn't love Toy Story 4. I think I repeatedly ha- was excited about movies and left the theater disappointed. But then I love John Wick 3, and actually, my, I think my favorite film of the summer was Yesterday, and, I mean, that... Mm isn't even on like the box office radar I don't think overall it was pretty wah-wah yeah I totally agree with that I think I'll I'll echo what Daniel said I think it's worse than wah-wah I think it was just awful I Avengers Endgame for me was a a definite surprise after Infinity War I liked Infinity War unlike Chris I don't think it's just a random you know collection of what what was Infinity War again what was that movie (laughs) yeah yeah. I don't even remember Uh, exactly Uh, but Endgame I thought was really great I mean really really very good but then from there it was just a hard crash all the way to the end of summer until we got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which I thought was really good and the more that I've had uh, time to think about it and dissect it the more it grows on me so I'm in agreement I saw a lot of movies with my seven-year-old and you know for the most part he enjoyed them as much as as he has other things but I, I didn't really enjoy Toy Story 4 uh, I liked, if you'd have asked me if I was going to like Aladdin or The Lion King more prior to the summer, I would have said 100% The Lion King. But as much as I just kind of thought Aladdin was okay, I actually enjoyed the experience of watching that more than I did The Lion King. Mm, so this agreed. was just a, same, same. It's just a weird, really? yeah, oh, just a man. Aladdin weird was great. Summer. <clears throat> Aladdin was wonderful. Uh, yeah, it was I mean, great. wonderful. It was fine. Great look, is a yeah, strong look, word. It really yeah. was. Again, as a family it's a, movie. It's a Chris word. As, it was great. It was a great this time. This word does not mean what you think it means. No, no. I, I, I genuinely stand by that. I think I, we had a wonderful time in the theater seeing Aladdin. So, uh, yeah, I, I stand by I think it, it is. My, I think it was better than The Lion King. There's no doubt Yeah, about no, that. I, I do. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say it was great, but I will say that I had moments in that film where I genuinely enjoyed the scene or the experience of what was happening, whereas The Lion King was just kind of the pits for me all the way through. It was really very disappointing so overall i think i don't think we're alone here at the podcast in that we felt that the quality of the films overall uh, for this summer were were not very good and and a lot of people had predicted prior to the 2019 slate that this would be an all-time record-breaking box office year and it was not. Uh, we had a lot of films. How was it not? Wasn't I know, they all right? do? And then they all do like way more than we thought they would no, do. No, no, they no, did no. not. Oh. There were a Aladdin lot. Did. That, Aladdin did. No, <clears throat> Aladdin was really the only one. Godzilla, uh, oh. Hobbs and Shaw. No, but overall, uh, Phoenix. Did, did, didn't the top ten make more money this year than ever before? I mean, you have to add in Avengers Endgame, obviously. But I think this was a huge record mm. year for theaters. I don't believe so. Disney set records as so. a studio because right. they had like the top what is it top five at the box office yes and of course one of them being endgame but so they as a studio set records uh the h- biggest summer for a single studio but i don't think as a whole the top 10 box office set records i i, I mean i believe john i'm wick, not 100 on that john wick i did did more than double i mean it did better than yeah, both but other I mean, films combined the number, right? like the, over 300 the number, million 
Right, and it was number six. And the number right. ten movie made a hundred, and this is as of today, is only at a hundred and thirty million. And then there's a big drop down. Men in Black only made seventy nine million dollars. Yeah, that's rough. Dang. So I mean, it's not. <clears throat> this is now the top. The top two or three were really strong, and and we'll get into that. So that's a good segue, Chris. We'll go ahead and jump into the results. Uh, we all started this year with kind of. The clear consensus, number one, even Josh selected Avengers Endgame, uh, and it was right. It's it, it was the number one film domestically, sits at $858 million. Uh, it is now worldwide the number one box office film of all time. It passed Titanic. And, I honestly you know, didn't think it was going to get there. I really didn't think it was going to do it. Well, and, and it did. you know, it kind of took a... Uh, it, they re-released it. Yeah. They added a few... You know, they, they did what they had to do. Affl- of course, inflation is not accounted for in that. But still, uh, it is it is the record holder. Number two, I, th- I think pretty much all of us felt that the top three in some order was going to be Avengers Endgame, The Lion King, and Toy Story 4. So... Number two actually ended up being The Lion King with a take of $523 million, which is a big, big, big domestic mm-hmm. take, over a billion worldwide. Chris, you had The Lion King. Daniel had yep. The Lion King. I had The Lion King, as did April. So all four of us had the first two nailed. And we should mention again, getting first and tenth dead on equals 13 points. And then after that, getting dead on is 10 points each. So we all started there uh, with 23. Josh diverged a little bit and picked Toy Story 4 four at number seven so josh i would ask what was your methodology in picking toy story number two chad i have a very sophisticated machine learning model (laughs) that i'm i'm gonna feed in data year over year (laughs) and come 2050 you guys are toast you're toast all right 2050 it is probably probably more than i can comprehend I, i will i will agree with that uh, so that took us then to Toy Story 4, which uh, ended up the summer with $430 million. Again, a huge take. And the Pixar movies that we almost always kind of discount, in this case, it just had two bigger Disney movies in front of it. But $430 million is definitely nothing to, uh, to sneeze at. Uh, Chris, again, nailed it right on, as did Daniel, as did I, and April. So all four of us at this point are still in lockstep. Josh... Uh, diverged again and went yeah. with Spider-Man. Oh, is that what it was? See, I'm looking at your spreadsheet here, and and aside from being a front to the functionality that spreadsheets provide, <laughs> I don't understand these abbreviations. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. SM. Okay, that's what that is. That's not what yeah. SM normally stands for. There's for no and in between there, Joshua. <laughs> I love this so much. Oh, man. And believe me, you feel free to do take over the spreadsheet duties anytime, okay? <laughs> My feelings are not hurt. So, yeah, so Josh went to Spider-Man, and so that was only one slot off of each one. So Josh still started off strong with a 13 and then 7 points and 7 points. Now, this is where we diverged. It's real. We got, to the, mm-hmm. we got real on the pivotal number 4 spot. So the actual number four finished up as Spider-Man: Far From Home, yep. with a take of three hundred and eighty-six million. This is where we had Chris and Daniel both yes. had the same pick, and I, I'm very interested in your takes now. In oh. retrospect, hindsight is always twenty twenty, as they say. Both of you guys picked Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. I defend I think, yourself. I no, I well, it's easy to defend myself. I think 
even now, I would still have chosen this based on the Wait a minute. Power. Even now, knowing that it wouldn't be fourth, you would still choose it? <laughs> no, what I'm, I'm saying confused. I'm saying is, is, is if I didn't know person. the results, if I didn't know the results, if you were to say, put the same exact properties in front of me, you know, I think I read a statistic somewhere that Pokemon is the most successful franchise of all time, period, bar none. So it doesn't make any sense that this movie didn't do any better, except for the fact that it was terrible. Um, and so that's the one thing that we couldn't obviously see. So I, I hadn't seen the movie yet. I hadn't, there have been no reviews of the movie yet. It looked like it might be a fun, you know, silly action. So that's the way I defend myself is yeah. that it seemed like a proven property that should have done better. Yeah, I'm, okay. I totally agree. And I think word, I think anticipation seemed to be high before the movie came out and i don't even blame it solely on reviews i think that plays a part because it didn't get terrible reviews i think it's at like a 60 something on rotten tomatoes so it's like it got you know mixed positive but i think it was just we we really um totally underestimated that audiences didn't really want this film and uh so i'm i'm still shocked this is you know when we talk about a, a summer of disappointments i actually i would say i liked the movie overall i'm i'm pretty weak on it but i liked it it's just another one uh, yet another disappointment from this summer i this movie should have done better there's no excuse there's no reason for this movie doing as bad as it did at the box office and so um yeah i what can i say i thought it would do better in hindsight looking at spider-man against pikachu i mean i should have taken the marvel (laughs) the marvelness in it but you know it is what it is. I, I really am surprised by this one. I'm not so surprised that it didn't hit number four, but it's all the way down at number nine on number the box nine. office. That's far yeah. down there. Yeah, it's over $150 million away from where it would need to be to uh, to get to, to number four. And, uh, you know, I think with number four, and I should say at this point, April and I both had Spider-Man uh, as number four. Yeah. So, April, you and I were in lockstep. We nailed the first four Woo-hoo! dead on, which put us in a, in a strong position there with 43 points uh, to start off. April, why did you think Spider-Man was going to be number four? I thought that people were going to be excited to get back into the Marvel Universe after Endgame. And I just thought it would be a number four. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really the thing is that Endgame was so strong. This almost mm-hmm. felt like a sequel. It's not obviously, but it felt like a chance to go back into that universe after Endgame. Mm-hmm. And the first Spider-Man uh, Homecoming was really very good. So I thought uh, I thought it would be up there, which which it ended uh, up being number four. And Josh, at this spot, you had the Lion King number five. So you had all four right, just in mixed just up order. Wrong. <clears throat> yeah, but you're still only two away, so you ha- you had five there. So at this point, uh, four picks into the list. April and I were in first place. Chris and Daniel were had a drop there, about a seven point drop, and then Josh with a thirteen seven seven and five was uh, was currently in last at that place. Uh, but it was all still very tight, which brings us to number five. And for me, guys, if I was going to pick the movie that surprised me the most. It was this one. Aladdin came in at number five with $354 million. And for the longest time, until literally the last two or three weeks, when Spider-Man passed Aladdin, Aladdin was looking like it could be number four. I just didn't hear anybody talking about this movie. I wasn't excited about it. I just had no scenario where I thought it would finish this high. But I was wrong. It it ended up being number five. And so, Chris. Yeah. Chris, you had Spider-Man here. Daniel, you had Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Josh, 
took took a big swing and a miss with Godzilla King of the Monsters at number five. I had my swing and a miss, although it was I still got five points out of it. I went Hobbs and Shaw. I just really thought this movie was going to make a lot more money domestically and actually hasn't. It hasn't. It, it ended up being uh, number seven at 159 million. Now worldwide, it's doing very well, but it's not nearly as as good as the previous films. And then April, you also got onto the Secret Life of Pets uh, train. So I'm just curious here, why did none of us pick Aladdin? It looked yeah. really cheesy. Yeah, I agree. It it looked bad. It looked really bad. I mean, I that's mean, that's the simple reason for not picking it. Is I honestly I thought it would be terrible not that it was amazing but it was good i enjoyed it overall and this is, uh yeah this is my saving grace for my list y'all this is uh, this gives me seven points i was only one away i did believe in the power of aladdin so mm-hmm. what, what, yeah, what, what's all i gotta say by a lot i i put yeah. it one away from where it actually was I, I put it in at what was it number six rather than because i put spider-man mm-hmm. or, yeah so like yeah i you know i was one away one off but uh yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that it did that well. I, I was hoping it would. You guys may even I think even made fun of me for thinking it was going to be. I'm sure we did. Yeah, oh yeah, did. of course we did. And and yeah, had we had I just switched Aladdin and Pikachu, I would be pretty darn close. Yes, because uh, those two, I I had Pikachu really high, Aladdin at uh, at eight, and uh, and they were almost switched. Yeah, so this, this, yeah. this helped me out a lot in my list. It gave me seven points because I was only one away, and um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it performed as well as I was hoping it would, uh, better than. so. I mean, he, here's the deal. We really just can't, we, we need to stop underestimating Disney. Just in all, I mean, yeah. they had five movies, the five major releases this summer, and that's the top five at the box office. So it's, uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I guess if they owned Spider-Man, they would have all, you know, even more than that. But, you know, of course, right, they're right. part partners. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's not technically a Disney film. Uh, yeah. So this is interesting. So now it gives us a chance to talk a little bit about strategy and methodology here because, Daniel, what you and April both said was you didn't put it at number five because it looked cheesy. So <laughs> how much of this do you do based on kind of your personal taste when you what you think a movie looks like, whether you're going to enjoy it versus what we said later, considering the fact that it's a well-established you know, Disney property? How much of that do you balance that when you're making your list out? Well, for me, I also, Aladdin was one of my favorite movies growing up, and I've been pretty excited about the remakes, and I was just not excited about it. And so I took my own personal love for the original Aladdin and Mm -hmm. talked to a few people amongst my small group of film friends, and they all felt the same way. But then I have to remember (laughs) that there are a lot of families out there that really aren't film people that will just go see a Disney movie because it's a Disney movie, and... Um, you know, careful, I think I learned my careful lesson. now, April. <laughs> <laughs> careful. This is no, Chris you're talking about. Yeah, I almost didn't even put Aladdin on my list. Woo! Wow. So it barely. It, I put mine at number ten, so it barely. Oh made it. yeah, you had it dead last, right? It's a dark horse on my list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, not, I not like that to I say for for my methodology. I mean, I like to say that I try to be objective, but. I mean, I was excited for Pikachu. I, I, I felt that the world was more excited for Pikachu than it was, so I put it pretty high, and then say, vice versa for Aladdin. Um, I think April hit the nail on the head. I think families are, are a huge factor in the box office just in general, especially during it? the summer. 
And so, uh, yeah, I think, but I don't think, I don't think that's fully, if you look at my list, the way I laid it out, I don't think that it's totally off my own perceptions. You know, I have Secret Life of Pets 2, a movie I didn't even see at number, what did I put it, number six, did okay at the box office and Hobbs and Shaw. So movies that I don't care as much about, I still had kind of high on the list. So I don't know, it's just a mixed bag for me. It is. All right. So that takes us now to the second half of the list. And that would be another major surprise. Chris already mentioned earlier that John Wick Chapter 3 made more money than both of the first two combined. Yes. And I don't know mm. that anybody saw that coming. For no. sure, John Wick was the, the original John Wick was a major surprise, a breakout, but it was not a huge mammoth box office hit. It was certainly financially successful. But as that film, gained notoriety on Netflix and the sequel came out and did a little bit better this led us to the third one and all we saw was pictures of Keanu on a horse which I mean come on it's Keanu on a horse (laughs) in the rain in New York so I'm in but uh, I don't know that any of us could have predicted it was going to finish this high it brought in 170 million dollars domestic and as our lists go here at our number six, Chris, you had Aladdin. Daniel, you went with Secret Life of Pets 2, mm-hmm. uh, as did Josh, Secret Life of Pets 2. This is where I had Pikachu, uh, which it ended up being number nine. So I was still way off and only got three points. In April, you also had Pikachu at three. So none of us were feeling the love for, for John Wick Wait, 3. Hey, Josh is the only one who even had it on his top yeah, ten. Yeah, that's true. Oh, snap. That is true. Josh is the only one who got three points. Josh, you had it at number nine. As a matter of fact, let's see, Chris, you had it as a dark horse. And so did April. Daniel Daniel didn't have it as a dark horse. I did not, and neither and, and April did. Yeah. So wow, we, we were not showing the love to John Wick. I mean, did did you guys enjoy this movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it was wow. great. See, this is where I get to talk about my methodology. And not only do I have <laughs> you, I have a couple people at work. Everyone is in this coordinated conspiracy to gaslight me into thinking <laughs> into thinking that people find the John Wick franchise to be good like as films and I I still don't understand it and I'm still disoriented every time someone says it. Have you seen have you seen these films, Josh? I have seen one and parts or most of two and I, I they think are the, baffling. They baffle the mind. I think the reason why people enjoy them and the reason why I enjoy them is because I feel like I am seeing real people do real stuff. <laughs> it's this it's the stunts. That, why are you laughing? Also known as pornography. <laughs> That's right. It is. It's action porn, is what this is, and it's wonderful. No, it. I honestly like. I think. I think seeing real people do the stunts is what you when you when you see Keanu Reeves do that move. He's actually doing. Halle Berry's actually Wait, doing. No, those dogs. no. This is you're you're gaslighting me again. You you're not. No, this you're not serious. Josh, of course he's I serious. I am very serious. The stunts in these films are incredible. They're, they're fantastic. Behold. Some so of the good. best. They're, they're some of the best action sequences ever put to film. They really are. But the, he's, no. Go, sorry. Go ahead. The, 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 this is the answer. This is the, you're asking the question. You're, you think people? I mean, obviously you're being very sarcastic and silly here. But that, that's the reason why people love these movies. Of course, it's silly. It, it's not meant to be. In any, it's a comic book movie. I mean that—that's the kind of feel you get. Is is that it's just a a fun a, adult oriented, vi- hyper violent film. However, when you see these stunt people, 
get out of the way and the actual actors do the these stunts it's impressive it's incredible it really is a adrenaline rush and that's why i love these movies okay so you you started off your answer by by saying you feel like you're seeing real people doing real things and what you meant to say was you feel like you're seeing good stunts being done okay now i understand don't 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 tell me what i meant josh get over here (laughs) calm down gentlemen calm down get over here I actually love the world of John Wick. Yes. Sure. I think the world yeah, building yeah, totally. is it's great. All great. It's all great. I love the the hotel and the rules, and I love all of With that With the stuff. gold coins that were never yes. explained yes. in this mystical economy. And yes. It's, it's all, it it's as all it fun. Yes, absolutely, Josh. Yes. You're totally wrong. Obviously, there you're is, totally wrong. There is zero exposition done in this series, and we are just supposed to just ingest it whole Josh. as if we were a a if they tried to give you swallowing John Wick on a horse. Josh, if they tried to give you exposition of this, you would talk about how heavy-handed and exposition-heavy it was. It's great. It's great. Just let yourself like things, Josh, just for once. Just for once. And this is coming from a guy who liked Equilibrium in college, and that was... Let's, right. let's move on. You need, to let, well, you need to let some love into your heart, Josh. That's just all Who knew is. that us talking about the summer movie wager would have a reference to Equilibrium? <laughs> <laughs> you need a John Wick knife to the heart, Joshua, and it'll cut it open. All right. Well, so that was obviously a surprise, which then takes us to Hobbs and Shaw. So Hobbs and Shaw ended up number seven with $159 million. It was only... Two million dollars more than number eight, The Secret Life of Pets 2. We had both of those fighting for that number seven and eight spot, and that had an impact on our list. Chris really went on a significant run here. He had four films in a row that he was only one spot off of. He started with Spider Man, Aladdin, Secret Life of Pets 2, and Hobbs and Shaw, and was just one spot off of each one. He went on a really good run there. Uh, So, Daniel, you had Hobbs and Shaw right on and got 10 points here which was a big bounce uh, for you, as did Josh. Now, this, this, is, this is I what think happens. at this point yeah, is, is an appropriate time for me to say, in the history not <laughs> just of the summer box office wagers, of every contest that we've ever done, of, whether it's no, sorry, the of, Oscars. Of every contest in known history. This, I mean, just whatever. Yeah. You pick it. Josh takes great pride in losing fabulously we we have josh to thank for picks such as i can't what is it the transporter sequel the mechanic resurrection the mechanic resurrection right it's these beautiful moments that josh gives us (laughs) inadvertently and of no intent of his own at this point i mean josh he ironically yeah he ironically did that and john wick three on his list and we all laughed at him for doing this he did he hit number 10. At this point, he catapulted from the basement <laughs> into contention yeah, he did. for the win. So as we get to our last three picks, at this point, all of us are all within about a three to five point window of who is going to win. And Josh is actually in the game. Yes. I can't believe it. He's, I can't believe he, it. He's big time in the game. He's a, he's, he's, he's a contender, like big time. The only... Well, the only thing that he did not do well was he put Godzilla, uh, what, as number five? Number five. His number five yeah. pick, which gave him no 
no points because Godzilla is not on this list at all. So that's the only blunder Josh has made so far. The rest of his picks are pretty solid. If I move my so, Dark Horse Aladdin up there next yes. year, next year the model will learn. Yes, that's it. So April and I, uh, I had Secret Life of Pets too, so I got seven points here. April went with Godzilla too and mm-hmm. got zero points, Oof. which that's the theme. I think all of us had Godzilla somewhere except for Chris. He had it as a Dark Horse. I did. And so that was a big goose egg at some point on all of our lists. But at this point... Chris had nailed four sevens in a row. Daniel and Josh hit a 10. And so that takes us to the number eight pick, which ended up being the secret life of pets. Chris here was one off again with seven points. Daniel had Aladdin, so he got three. Let's also say on on my picks here, this is where it all started to go wrong for me. Because I think I was doing, other than Pikachu, I was doing pretty darn well up to this point. Because is, I there, had, is there a reason you feel like you need to stay? Yes, that there is oh, a lot man. of reasons. <laughs> yes, it's coming. It's coming. I was doing so well, and then it all just came crashing down. And Aladdin is the start here. That is fair, and to and to be fair, all of us were doing very well up to this point. Josh, even Josh, after hitting Hobbs and Shaw dead on, he goes with this Rocket is my Man. Moment. It's my moment. He goes with Rocket Man, which which gives him zero. So he's had two goose eggs on his list, and yet. There is a third act turn. Uh, I actually had Aladdin, and I had it down here and missed it, obviously, but I got three points for being on my list. And April had Hobbs and Shaw and got seven points. So at this point, it's very close, and this is where things get interesting. So the number nine picture ended up being Detective Pikachu. So Chris and Daniel had already had that on their list. I had it on our list, but Chris's pick at number nine was... Men, men in black. Men in Chris, black. why did you pick men in black? How how was that not going to be in the yeah, top ten? Really, it just it doesn't make any sense that it was. How was it not? It whatever. It, it, and besides the the name men in black, it had Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson. You had Thor and oh, what's her name uh, from you know Westworld, Charlotte. Sure. <laughs> yes. But she in, in, in the Marvel movies, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Thank you. Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie. Oh, sure. So I mean, you had you know you had a folks coming off of Endgame. I thought for sure the name recognition of those stars alone would help, but nope. It did not. Not only did it not help, it actually ended up number thirteen Oof. overall with a domestic take Oof. of seventy nine million dollars. The movie's the worst so, one of the summer, I think. It is so, so much. So bad. Yeah. It's terrible movie, really and bad. so much so that Rocket Man, who some of us had as Dark Horses, Josh put it on his list, it made $96 million, so almost $20 million more than Men in Black, That's and insane. I would have never believed never. that. It's just absolutely crazy. Uh, so, Daniel, you went with Godzilla, King of Monsters, mm-hmm. uh, for your number nine. Another terrible What movie. most people would also think a safe pick, but it got zero points. Can you explain, Daniel, why why Godzilla could not make the top ten? It's freaking Godzilla, and it fights a bunch of monsters. Why didn't this movie break the top ten? Well, I mean, the, the easy answer is it sucked really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and Men in Black were just so bad that they – I think that I mean, really contributed to – there was – no word of mouth um, and apparently just nobody was excited for these two movies which you know can't blame you and no one would have guessed what actually came in number 10 i mean somebody did obviously but i'm well, just saying like yeah no one that was, was no, thinking i that. would disagree with that that wasn't that long shot that was oh, that was very close i screwed it, it up a, pretty crazy it was a dark horse for almost everybody so and we'll get to that in just a second so uh, Josh, this is where, uh, much to your credit, sir, you had John Wick Chapter 3 
and so you got three points for having it on your list. I took a big goose egg, just the same as Daniel. There is just no scenario. I had Godzilla, King of the Monsters. There's no way that Godzilla doesn't make the top mm-hmm. ten, but it didn't. It ended up number eleven with a hundred and ten million dollars. And it really wasn't that close to number 10. The number 10 film made $21 million more. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, And so now, April, you had Dark Phoenix. So this is the first time we've had a chance to talk about Dark Phoenix. Mm. Another box office disaster, if you will. Uh, Got you zero points. Did not make the 10. Why did you pick Dark Phoenix? Um, I thought a lot of people would be excited to see Sophie Turner in the film. And X-Men is a pretty popular franchise. The last one before Disney takes it over. For the record, it was a much better film still than the critics gave it credit for. And (laughs) Disney ruined this film. I'm a little bitter about it, it, actually. (laughs) X-Men's due for a good movie, right? Might as well be this It really wasn't that bad of a movie, but whatever. This this pick and then Godzilla destroyed me because I got two goose eggs and I'm a little upset about it. So, whatever. Yeah, and so I actually... Somewhat agree with you, April, that I don't think it's as bad as everybody makes it out to be. I think it's a movie and it has some decent scenes in it. (laughs) Right? Like, you don't watch it and think it's just an abject failure on every level. I mean, some of the stuff looks pretty cool. There are worse X Men movies out there. Than this okay. That's not saying yeah. much. Yeah, I could go with that. I could go with that. This actually was, I mean, a significant underperformer. The domestic take for this movie was, anybody have a guess? Uh, what? $65 million. Dollars. Yeah. They Can lost you so imagine? <laughs> now, it did make 186 worldwide for a for a worldwide gross of 252 but even still, $65 million domestic for a summer film. With the X-Men, it's the lowest uh, of the franchise by a long shot. This now brings us to the fateful number 10 pick. A vitally important pick because if you nail it, you get 13 points. And so as we enter the 10th pick, Chris has got his hand on the chalice. He can almost lift it in victory. I I was so close, guys. So close. So So close. close. This is it. Like you said, I went on this wonderful run. I had... You did. I had the... The, the first three right on, then I did Pikachu, which is terrible, and then I had this run of sevens. I mean, I was yeah. doing great, and then Crushing I chose it. Men in Black as number nine, which is a goose egg for me, and then yep. I chose my number ten, Dark Phoenix. Dark which, Phoenix. Which gave me nothing. So I, my, my yep. number nine and my number ten gave me zero points, and it Same. kind of knocked me out, knocked all wind out of my sails. Unbelievable. Goose eggs. Chris, what did you think of Dark Phoenix as a film? thought it was fine it, it genuinely was fine i don't i, I don't yeah. i don't think it was a, a great movie i don't think it was a terrible movie but they, it was so average that i think it really hurt itself because there was nothing there to talk about afterwards and people just didn't care all that much if it wasn't going to be something amazing coming so, from chris yeah. that's like a 30 percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah chris was on a roll people Ugh. and then he double goose egg nine and ten and it really hurt him so then that took takes us to daniel so daniel your number 10 was man in freaking black <laughs> yes indeed such a bomb Two goose yep. eggs for you in a row, too. And so mm-hmm. Daniel, also neck and neck with Chris at that point, takes the double goose egg. Uh, and then let's go to April. So, April, your number 10 pick was what? Um, it was Aladdin. 
Aladdin. Yeah. So you, you loved it, but didn't have quite enough faith to put it higher. But that did score she you three points because it did mm-hmm. land on the list. And this is where Josh enters oh. the picture, people. Josh, who could not care less about any of these, which is why it brings such joy to me. It's at this point <laughs> now that we will start revealing the results. So we are going to start. Uh, actually, let's do our dark horses first, just so we know. So, Chris, you had a dark horse of Godzilla 2, Once Upon a Time. Time in Hollywood in John Wick chapter three. So you got two points there. Wait, have for, we announced what, what the number ten was? Do we talk about this yet? No, no. Oh no, we're, we're going to circle back. To we're okay. going to circle all right, back. All right, yeah. So, so but obviously so, you're, you're you're giving it away by telling how it's I got my true. Time. It's true. It is true. But you did get a point for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yes. and John Wick three. I did. Yep. And Daniel, you had uh, Dark Phoenix, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. So you got uh, one point there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Josh, you had the Hustle. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Look, last year, last year, you people told me that comedies there's like a there's a comedy that generally makes it. So I put that into the model, and the model failed me. It'll do better next year. It will. It will learn. It will learn. You did have Aladdin, which got you a point, and then my favorite pick was Brightburn. Yeah, man. Which got you zero dollars. I just wanted to see your Superman dream like broken. Listen, I actually really like that movie. I know a lot of people hate it. It was fine. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, I think the first half of that movie is pretty great. Uh, but it's it's gross, uh, just in case you're wondering. It's $3 million. Dollars. was $17 million. Oh, <laughs> so that there you go. It, made seven, it was on the list. It charted. And then, April, your Dark Horse picks were uh, Men in Black, John Wick 3, and Rocket Man as well, so you got one for John Wick 3, which now brings us to Josh. Did you say your, so, your, your Dark your Horse picks? Oh, I'm sorry. Which you My got Dark no Horse picks, for? I got zero points for. I had Men in Black, Dark Phoenix, and Rocket Man. Um, which uh, I'm very surprised. Uh, a lot of us believed in the power of Rocket Man, and yeah. it was close. It ended up being number 12. So, now let's start with the results. So, April, mm. you had a. This is your first year in the in the contest. I, I'd, I'd like to kind of hear what your overall experience was. You did come in last, <laughs> last place, yeah. uh, with sixty points. So, April, any any closing thoughts as we before we talk about number ten? Yes, I would like to apologize as the token female for not doing well for the female <laughs> race. Ouch! <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. And this is why we don't let women on the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Bam. No. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. no. Wow. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry the screeners have been canceled. And we <laughs> cancel culture. We're canceled. No, April, I think, you know, for you, when I look at your list, you started off crushing it. You got the first four dead on. Yeah. You did have a couple of goose eggs with Godzilla and Dark Phoenix, but the order of pets two and pikachu and really gotcha because you only got three right there. yeah i think uh next time i'll probably do more of the safer bets like aladdin honestly that was more of a protest pick because i'm a, i'm kind of a, in an annoyed with disney realm right now so it was more wishful thinking than mm-hmm. what i thought would actually happen so next time i'm just going to put my personal biases aside and hopefully I say that, but I probably won't. But hopefully, actually pick based on logic. How is standing up to Disney working out for you? (laughs) I am losing terribly. (laughs) They own the world. They actually own the world. Yeah, yeah, they do. All right. So that takes us to my favorite moment of this show, Daniel. So angry. Daniel, who takes such pride in these contests and 
you know, without even trying, we always beat Josh at everything. Yeah, it's not hard. This game. It's not even <laughs> difficult. I try to make it easy. I actively gosh. try to boost your egos in this. Uh, he, he was so the Joker. He was, he, was, he was the agent of chaos. I just want to see the world burn. Yeah. I think I so, think Josh has been playing us this whole time. He knew exactly how much to do. He wanted to come just get just enough points to beat me yeah, barely. Yeah. And he did. Yep. So it's no secret you've heard us you've heard us say it that the number ten film of the year was Once Upon a Time in oh. Hollywood with a domestic gross of $131 million. It passed Godzilla, which had been number 10 for several weeks, three, at least three. It passed it in the last two weeks leading up to Labor Day to take number 10. And so, as luck would have it, Daniel Gooseg, number mm-hmm. 10, with Men in Black, he did get one point for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, bringing him to fourth place Woo! with 62 points. You know, we talk so, every year Daniel. about how the number 10 pick is almost always an R-rated movie, and it's like usually the, o- the only R-rated movie on the list. And every year I fail to But to, it wasn't this year. Us. There's what? two. Oh yeah. Oh, that is true. Oh, that is John true. Wick. That John Wick was on there as well. That's a good point. But yep. uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I had to, I I knew Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would do would, had a chance of doing well. That's why I put it in my dark horses. But man, who would have thought that Men in that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would do better than Men in Black and Godzilla? That's wild. It is absolutely wild, and that takes us to our third place Olympic bronze third. medalist. Is it me yes. or is it Josh? That's all I want to know right now. I'm I'm literally <laughs> bated breath because I've got. I, I, this is this is what happened, people. Josh picked. Josh, what was your number ten pick? My number ten pick for this pick, I took and I distilled all of my hatred for Quentin Tarantino's derivativeness of Quentin Tarantino, and then I weighed that against my distilled insecurity. And I use that <laughs> to bet against myself. And I put I like Once it. Upon a Time in Hollywood at number 10. And I got 13 Four. points. A no! big, fat 13 oh. points. People, so this- Josh rose from the ashes. Now, here's the thing, people. Josh came in third place. Oh, thank God. And he had two goose eggs, just like Chris and Daniel. He had Godzilla and Rocket Man with two goose eggs. That's crazy. But... Throwing the Hail Mary of John Wick 3 got him those three points, and then Nailing Hollywood gave him 64 points. So it's been very close. April had 60, Daniel 62, Josh 64, and Chris. I was far with far his dark horse. In the lead. <laughs> far in the lead. He was. Yes. He was leading everybody. And ended up with double goose eggs, got the one point for the dark horse for a total of 66 points. A two-point spread ahead of Josh, and my number 10 pick was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which gave me 13 and put me over the top Unbelievable. where I belong. Thank you, minions. Imagine, I appreciate Imagine a world where Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did not make the top 10, and this list would look completely different it, and it, it wasn't would. for a long time i think it was only right. several weeks ago right yeah. if, I'm, if i recall correctly like a couple weeks before the end of the of the the uh contest. yeah so if it would have been godzilla this would have been a completely Wait, different monster what's number 11 what's number 11 
Number 11 was Godzilla. Oh yeah. my gosh, that would have changed everything. Yeah, it would have yep. changed everything. I, I would I would have been like like number 4, maybe even I may have been last. Yeah. Maybe. And it wasn't that close. Godzilla's take was 110 and Once Upon a Time was 131. So 21 <laughs> million more. Had that happened, would I have won? I'm trying to look at the score. You know, thankfully, people, we don't have to live in a world where we can we have to pretend things I can happen. Dream. That didn't I can dream. We can just look at the list, and thankfully for you people, I'm going to I'm going to increase taxes, and uh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. But I am back on the on the throne where I belong, and I just want to thank you all for participating, Josh. However, my victory, whatever it joy I derive from this victory it pales in comparison to the fact that you beat Daniel. I will hold on to that for a year and celebrate it at every turn. I will also hold on to that for a year. <laughs> By two points, they're the two, uh, two biggest points in the history oh, of the cinema big 13 points, baby. I love it. So any closing thoughts, guys, about the summer, about the contest in general? We are looking forward to a great fall season of films. The Oscar season is upon us. We're going to be releasing some bonus content around what we're going to be doing with the Oscar season uh, and uh, award season in general. But any closing thoughts about uh, the summer and what is to come? Well, just as a specific as a specific prompt for Chris, I would like to know what it feels like. You run marathons like in yes. real life. So yeah. what does it feel like to be the guy on YouTube who like 10 feet <laughs> from the finish line just collapses? Craps just my pants. <laughs> elbows and knees, elbows and knees until you get there right in front of me. Hey, Josh. How was that? Hey, Josh. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> Friendship over. You. <laughs> hey, you beat me, man. You beat me. No, I, it was really close. And, you know, Chad just got 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 lucky, man. He got lucky. Hey, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. The hit number 10 is nothing but luck. Uh, but it was a it was a great contest. April, welcome to the show. Hopefully, <laughs> you won't take the path of Josh, yeah. which you know he's lived in the basement for quite some time. Maybe next year you can. You, but I feel like Josh is going to be energized by this. I just and actually care I, next year, which would make him score worse. I'm sure. Oh, I feel man, really the, bad for Daniel. Is who I feel bad in all this. Yeah, I thanks. mean, you know, April's her no, first time. It's all last. good. No, it's all good though. You know, it's fine. It's the first time competing. It's all good. Josh didn't even try. It burns me. I can't. I, I mean, he smile. literally picked the hustle and he still beat Daniel. Unbelievable. <laughs> You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Screeners Podcast. Hope you guys had a good time listening to Daniel lose horribly to Josh. Uh, I know I, it's, it's a highlight of my year. Uh, definitely like, subscribe, review, hit that bell, whatever it is you guys do on the internet the nowadays. Bell. Hit the bell. Uh, That's what we do. Hit hit that bell. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the next episode of The Screeners. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.